Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. You're going to have to bear with me on this one because I'm channeling Whitney Houston because it seems to fit this next story like a glove. You may recall that Whitney, in the greatest love of all, sang, I believe that children are the future. And the next line is, teach them well and let them lead the way. I know it's super corny because it's 80s, but hang in there. Childcare centres, good ones, seem to embody these words more than anywhere else. They encourage children to identify what's important to them, and if they see a problem, ask them how they would solve it. And I'm not just talking about small things, like they don't like their lunch. I'm talking about big things, and a lot of things like the environment, the world that they're about to inherit. Kelly's Place Children's Centre recently took this a step further. Joining us to tell us what happened are educators Julia Timpson and Benny Time, who you know from all his music on Kindling Kids Radio. Welcome <laughs> to you both. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> That's a pleasure. Um, Benny, can we start with you? Just um, You brought this story to our attention. Can you just give us an overview of what happened? Okay, so in a nutshell, the children at our centre over the past year, I think, just through different things that we'd been doing, had started to uh, develop this real close relationship with the Aboriginal flag and and the land that Kelly's place is on, which is um, which is Camaragal land, and they became quite. Um, they developed a really strong relationship with the land. And part of that is right adjacent to us and on top of us is a small grass area people gather for lunch. And some of the children had noticed on the way to school that there was rubbish on the Camaragal land. And it was concerning them because in their mind it was disrespectful that there was rubbish on the land. And so slowly over time they sort of discussed ways to sort it out. And they, were, they went through different um, paths, like wrote their own handwritten notes that they put up around the grass area, um, encouraging people to take their rubbish with them. Um, these notes, of course, all written by the children. Um and it was still happening and they were starting to get a bit more concerned and they wanted to know how they could go a little bit further and through the, the um, work with Julia. They decided they needed a bin. They realised there was no bin there and they said the reason why the rubbish isn't being taken with them is, is isn't being put in the bin is because there isn't one, which makes lots of sense. Mm-hmm. So um, so then they had the discussion about, well, how do we how do we fix that? What do we do? And then they, you know, through, through um, researching, found out that they had to talk to local council because they were in charge of the bins. And so they went, okay, so how do we approach local council? And they had a bit, bit more of a discussion around that. And then they came to writing a letter. So the children hand wrote a letter, went through and did a word each and, and wrote out the letter, um, organised a meeting with the appropriate council members, and then en masse turned up and handed the uh, documentation over to the council members saying, here's what we need. I mean, obviously there's much more to it than that, <laughs> but that is like it's a pretty, bit of a nutshell. And then... You know, several weeks later, with excitement, one of the kids ran in going, there's a bin! And there's, yeah, one of the moms came yeah, running in. Mom. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. there's a bin! And yeah. that's it. So, Julia, why did you decide to take this further? Because like I was saying, mm. it's really great when you see a childcare centre and educators engage with children about what's important to them. But you could have just as easily have thought... Um, we'll do a working bee every weekend or every every yeah. afternoon where we pick up the rubbish. You could have um, written to the councillors yourself. Um, you could have asked the parents to get involved. Why was it important for you to involve the kids in this process? Well, I mean, the idea came from 
a child, basically, who came up to me and said, there is rubbish on Camarago land, let's make a sign. And I said, okay, let's slow it down. Let's bring this idea to your friends and see what they think. And then all of a sudden, they were just collaborating on ideas and their concerns and everything that they wanted to share with their community. Um, And I think it was like a very good challenging experience for them as well. And obviously, we, a main focus for these guys is to feel empowered, that they can make a difference and that their voices are being heard. Um, And it would be easy for us to just say, okay, make a sign and that's it, that's done. Um, But we really wanted them to take ownership over it um, and feel like they can actually do something in the community that they are passionate about. So, yeah. Some people might think, I mean, I know... I do sometimes ask my children for ideas on mm-hmm. ways to do things. They're not always practical. No. Um, <laughs> that might just <laughs> that be because true. I'm their mother. Yes. But um, children have such creative imaginations. I mean, how do you kind of navigate that, I guess, when you're asking them, okay, here's the problem. What do you think the solution is? I mean, how much guidance do you give them in that process? Um, I think... I think building a respectful relationship with the child is the first thing that you need to do with them so that you can have an open but honest dialogue with them. I think a lot of people often think because they're children, you have to sugarcoat a lot of things. Um, And sometimes their ideas just aren't, have nothing to do with what you're talking about, (laughs) basically, or it's just something just that probably won't work. And we'll still talk about it. But I think that they feel safe enough and secure enough that when we have these discussions about what are the challenges or would this work in that context, they are open to it as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. within that, it's, it is about acknowledging every idea. Yeah. And, and so even though the process took me 15 seconds to explain, I mean, the process of, of, of working out those steps were, were weeks and months. Yeah. And so it's kind of a bit like, you know, what should we do? Well, let's build a big machine that goes up and chews up. All that. Okay, well, how do we build that? And then slowly, actually, no, that's not going to work. So it is about starting on a mountain of the ideas and respecting and listening to all of them. And then slowly they all come down to the bottom and go, actually, this one will work. And I think as well for these children, there's a big focus on them being researchers and they love being researchers. They love finding theories, figuring out ways to problem solve and everything like that. And I think they understand as part of that process that some things aren't going to work. And that's okay. They're going to find another way because they're amazing children. And I've got to say, as a parent listening to this, what I love about it is I wish I could do that with my kids. But parents know that's not practical. That's why they're school. That's why they're school. That's why people like us do it. Exactly. Because you think, You've got to wash them and feed them and bring them back every morning. We can get a break. You haven't got time to ask for a bin. Yeah, that's right. Or or how you're going to get to that. Yeah, just tell them to pick something up and put it in the bin. That's all we've got energy for. Well, let's get to that, the point of um, early learning education, because I think although a lot of people have been able to shift the way of thinking about it, there are some who still see um, childcare centres as babysitting and not necessarily as a place of learning. Um, Talk to me about why it's so important for you to give the kids the space to come up with these ideas, come up with these solutions. That is a very good question. Yeah, and that's why I've stepped slightly back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. No, you don't. Yours will be far more academic and more on on point than mine. I think there is definitely a general perception that early childhood education is babysitting and that it's just care. And unfortunately, for centres that maybe aren't the best, that might be the case. But when you look at early childhood education, you're actually looking at the skills that they are going to need 
in order to learn, whether they can be resilient, whether they can persist, whether they, they can collaborate with each other. Um, and those skills are going to actually help them learn. Um, and so they need those opportunities to practice those before they start formal school, kindergarten. And in regards to the space, I think it's, it's, it is... And something I've learned through Julia just this year is, I mean, it is an obligation as an educator to give them that space. Like I was saying, they all come with with ideas. Some mm. are on point. Some are completely, you know, insane. <laughs> but yes. you you respect them all and you give them the time to work through it because it's that it's that classic thing. You know, you don't you don't um, you know you guide, you don't provide, you don't just give them an answer. You let mm. them work towards the answer. And and you know, if we're not doing that kind of what are we doing? Yeah. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Julia Timpson and Benny Time about um, a little project that they ran in their childcare centre that was basically about cleaning up the land around um, the childcare centre, putting a bin in. So many different levels of what was going on for those kids, learning about respect for other cultures, respect for their environment, and a really strong sense of community, I think think. Um, How did the community around the childcare centre respond to this? So basically when this whole project started, they were so passionate and so excited about it that they were telling their families and we were telling their families because everyone was excited. Um, And we, the children had made a sign saying stop leaving rubbish on Camaragal land. And they had put it up in that area where all the rubbish was. And they were like, Every afternoon, you'd see like five or six kids bringing their families up saying, look what we did, look what we did. Um, And it wasn't just children from our group necessarily, it was centre-wide. And so all these families were coming back to us and being like, they told us about the sign, they've told us about the bin and everything like that. Um, And they were just as involved and we noticed this. And so we said to the children, we were like, you know what, your families like really, really care about what you're doing. Should we get them more involved? And they said, well, yes. Um, And so the idea came that we would ask the families, all the families in the centre, to take a photo with the sign that the children had made so they could see, the children could see just how many people were caring about what they were doing. But we could also then bring it to our meeting with our council to show the council this is a community concern. We have all these kids with all these families backing them up. Like, isn't this amazing? What an empowering experience for them. Yeah, and how did the counsellors respond to having a bunch of kids? I missed it. Oh, <laughs> Benny. Wasn't there. Yeah, you were doing something important. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I think they were a bit surprised at the depth of learning because we didn't just show up with the letter that we wrote to them. We showed up with pictures of the discussions that we had had, all the writing, um, all the families that were involved and wanted to help um, the children in their quest for a bin and to protect Camaragal land. So I think they were a bit like, wow, like these kids can actually yeah, and do something. <laughs> and just part yeah. of that documentation that Julie's talking about, it was really crystal clear from these images and this and the story that when when you when particularly a story like this when you say to people and I find it happening now and I talk about what the what the kids have achieved and the immediate thing is well how much did you you know how much were you involved and that's fine you get that and you always get that and you expect to get that but what was really powerful about the documentation that was taken to the council is that really step by step showed that this was coming from the children and the 
teachers were really just facilitating these efforts. Um, I asked the children, I was like, you choose the pictures that you want to bring and the conversations and the documentation. And so they were part of that process as well in terms of what do we want to show the council? Yeah. And I think as a wider community, this story through things like this is is getting shared more. Mm-hmm. And and it's been great because everyone, everyone's been like, really? Really? You go, yeah. Like really, and they can so, do it. let's take them to yeah. the UN. Let's make some. <laughs> yeah. Let's make world peace, people. Yeah, exactly. um, but no. <clears throat> yeah, so we showed up, and yeah, they were definitely not expecting twelve children with folders to show them of pictures and conversations and their letter and their sign and everything like that. We also had a family member as well there. Um, they were just amazed. Like they were amazed. You could see the smiles kind of creeping up on their faces. And we were there for a good maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and obviously the children were nervous. The teachers were nervous as well. But, man, like, they, they pulled it off. They shared mm. their piece. They were amazing. Well, I think that's um, it's such a positive story. And I'm going to put it out there. We would love to hear from anyone else who has kids in childcare centres who've done something. I am up for this kid activism thing. Yes. I think Whitney was onto something, people. <laughs> Maybe we'll just play that song on loop and just see what the kids can come up with. Julia, Benny, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That's Julia Timpson and Benny Chime. They're early educators at Kelly's Place Children's Centre. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.